All right. Welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have a remarkable doctor on the prod- podcast. Felicia Fro is a urologist, podcaster, real estate syndicator, and most of all, she is an impact investor who's really here on purpose, with purpose to help unlock the capital to make major impact on projects that are meaningful in the United States for women, for underprivileged folks, for the environment, and really take uh, the word meaningful capitalism to the next level. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools strategies and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Felicia, welcome to our show. Thanks, Vikram. How are you today? I'm doing great and uh, super uh, humbled and I am really excited to speak to you because of such a grand mission you're on. And and from indoor vertical farms to grocery stores to you know uh, assisted living, I mean it's amazing all the impact you're having, and you're doing it in a way that's helping the investors, it's helping the communities, it's helping the mindset of everyone around around you. So, how did you get here? Aren't you supposed to be taking care of people's urological systems? You know, that's what I thought too. So I did what most of us do: we get you know, go to high school and then, you know, I'm going to be a doctor and you go to college and you go to medical school and you do your residency and then you get out and you're like, okay, I'm here. I made it. Right. And then about five years in, I just had a tap on my shoulder from the universe or whatever you want to call it. And said, this isn't the last thing you're going to do. And uh, that was kind of scary to me. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't like, I just got here. What is, what am I going to do? And it's been quite a while before I've gotten to where I am with my, with money, with mission. And I was just talking to my daughter about this yesterday. It's interesting how, you know, they tell us when we start our business, you become an entrepreneur, you know, like, what's your why, why are you doing it? And it took a while for me really to get to my why. And I mean, I had a feeling within, it was like, I know what entrepreneurs go through a lot. You guys, we do a lot of um, coaching and mindset and getting to the, getting into the underbelly of the whole thing. And it was realizing that I don't want any woman to have to stay in a situation that she doesn't want to for because of financial constraints. And it came from seeing my mother staying in a relationship that could have killed her. And she didn't leave for financial reasons. And it was it was heartbreaking. But ultimately she did get the courage and left. But it was that interaction and me witnessing all the things that she went through that got me here. And it took me a while to understand that. Now I get up every day going, this can't happen. And I work at it both from the physician side or from the people who have money side to people who don't have money side. And there's ways that we can help each other where um, a physician or a woman with C-suite, anybody, we're making plenty of money, but you still are tied to that situation because if you don't go to that job and make the money and spend your time, then you can't 
do other things you might want to do. So you're you're tied in, you're golden handcuffed to a thing that has you um, stuck in a situation that you may not want to be in because of financial constraints. So both ways, this is very, very important to me. And I don't want any of us anymore to ever have to be there. You know, it's so interesting how people don't realize that even in our, you know, I run an investment company, you run an investment company, <laughs> the investors who are investing with us, they are handcuffed in a way because, and that's really one of the reasons why they're looking to invest because they want that freedom. And then the people who are trying to help, whether it's, you know, you know, multifamily communities, or in your case, a lot of these um, very interesting things from grocery stores to these vertical farms to the, you know, elderly residents, they're handcuffed due to the restrictions that they're on and they're looking for opportunities. So mm-hmm. we're uncuffing both sides and allowing them to work together and and removing the word victim and creating leaders and and, and people who are uplifting communities and creating opportunities for both sides, which is amazing. And 100%. it's a win-win-win financially. It's win-win-win um, tax-wise, perhaps efficiency-wise, yeah. um, unlocking their capabilities, uh, giving them opportunities to pursue their passions and other things outside of whatever they chose. It's really amazing. So yes, you said you got a tap on the shoulder, but a lot of people got tapped on the shoulder. Why did you listen? I didn't listen at first. Like I said, it took a long time. And we, I, I, as we were talking a little bit beforehand, I move a lot. I get bored with where I am and ready to do something different. So I, I, I've always had that adventure part in me. Um, I was one of the first 100 urologists, female urologists in the country. I'm sorry, I'm not urologist. I'm that, not that old, but one of the first 100 female urologists in the country. And so, I mean, I, and I had a lot of people telling me that was never going to happen. It happened. So I just get tired of things. So I moved practices a lot. And I moved from my first practice in Minnesota to Kansas City and met women and actually did my first real estate deal, which didn't even occur to me that we bought a building that we were going to practice in. And another woman who was not a physician, but was a businesswoman introduced me to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which then of course blew my mind and introduced me to different ways to think about money that nobody ever tells you um, outside of entrepreneurship actually to me. So it was that introduction to that book, which in and of itself didn't get me moving. It just really got my brain going. I actually had a patient who um, took all the risk out of our first property. We bought a single family house and she went with me. I found it. She went with me to look at it. She said, if you don't buy it, I'm going to buy it. If you buy it, you can use our crew to rehab it. If you buy it and you rent it and you're losing money, I'll buy it from you. So it just wow. kind of, I mean, it took all the risk out of the whole thing. And from there, we just, we soared. We we went fast. We built, we bought 18 properties in two years thinking we knew everything. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let, let me just pause there because that was just a juicy, juicy uh, piece of knowledge I need to, uh, for, so when she says she they took out all the risk, I want you guys as listeners, especially you physicians out there, to say they took out all the excuses, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. literally like, oh, okay, it's impossible to fail. And you know, I know that's been used a lot in like economic terms, but in this case, think about it. If this person really had that person's backing, it's amazing, right? Yeah. And and in reality, guys, if you're a physician and you take a risk on a real estate project. It's highly unlikely you're ever going to completely lose everything, but 
the the downside, if you can figure out how to mitigate it, the upside is amazing. And what it did, it was created momentum for Felicia and her team and her family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's amazing. 18 properties in two years. That's a person on fire. Yes, we did. We went really fast. And then 2008 happened and uh, we realized what we didn't know. We was like, okay, we didn't know that. Sunk a bunch of money in to try to get all those properties rehabs, rehabbed. It didn't happen. People were stealing faster than we can get it done. Da, da, da. It was just a nightmare and finally decided to walk away. And we walked away from all of them. And it was the one of the hardest things I've ever done. I never, you know, we as physicians, as we just don't have that personality where you walk away from something, right? And so it was one of these, do I keep digging this hole or do I stop and figure out how to get out of it? And I So what year did you start buying all these deals? It was about 2006, 2005, 2006. Okay. So you had a three good years. And then obviously when the financial crisis hit, obviously like a black swan event, no one predicted this kind of, you know, c- catastrophe. So uh, you obviously had some deep wounds um, and some really sort of coming to Jesus moments where you're like, Hey, is this, is this what I thought real estate is? Is this what do I need to do this again even? And so tell me your thought process of how you're able to process what happened and, and what happened afterward. So I had done some real estate education. It wasn't a lot at that point. And actually financial education more than real estate education. So realizing that continuing to dig that financial hole was not a good thing. And realizing, okay, you look around and and I had read some books I can't remember, but you know people have come back. I think Donald Trump was one of the people that was actually an inspiration to me at that time. Don't take that to mean anything, but what I'm about to tell you, that he had been bankrupt. And mm-hmm. negative $4 million or $40 million, I don't know how many million dollars negative. And I had read one of his books at that time. It's like, okay, if people can come back from that, I can surely come back from this. And you don't need a credit score to be able to buy stuff. You just need money. And, you know, this is, I felt ashamed and, you know, all the emotions that come with failure. And I realized I was going to get up and keep going. Nothing, My we were still alive. We still had a house over our head. I still had an MD degree. I could still practice. So all those things were still there. It was just, we had to make some different moves to be able to, believe it or not, get back into real estate. I want to take a moment and just talk about how vulnerable uh, Dr. Froze being here, guys. She's sharing her her downfall. She's sharing, you know, things that didn't go well. This is not going to be on the cover of most people's real estate books, but it's really what created the character that that we're seeing right now of the successful real estate syndicator and founder of Money With Mission is. And so when this happened, can I ask you an honest question? Did you have to file for bankruptcy or did you have to take a huge credit hit to your credit score? What happened there with all? I did not file bankruptcy. I did have a credit score in the 500s. Um, I did. <laughs> I was living in Hawaii at the time and I left that practice, looked for a job that was going to pay number one, more money, have a lower cost of living. And I happened to find that. And they gave me a gigantic signing bonus to come there. So it wasn't someplace everybody wants to go, but you know, it was what I needed to do to get back into real estate, took that job and um, took that money and bought three properties, two cars, 
because I had no credit score. So I, everything was cash just to get it done and then start building credit back. And it took about two years, but I had two properties. I'm sorry, three properties at the time. So we were having that cash flow, had the cash flow from my urology job. And I have two daughters. My, my, I, my marriage ended in that whole mess. Um, but my girls got to see, you know, yeah, bad things happen. I didn't hide it from them. Icky things happen and we can come back from that. So I thought that was really important too, that people see, your kids see, your family sees it. Icky things happen and it doesn't end you. You can continue with that. Oh my God. This is just, it's just so powerful. The message um, you're sharing. And again, I want to honor you. Thank you for doing this. Um, so what was the gap between, you know, 2008 when the properties you had to sort of walk away from to buying those uh, next properties? What was my, what made me, um, how many, how many in? years? I'm um, not, a, not, a, not a thought gap, but more of like a time gap. Like two years. It wasn't. Okay. So you, you, you sort of, you know, licked your wounds, you learned your lessons, you processed the thing, you got more educated, you got more resilient, you got more focused. You're like, you know what, if it's, gonna, if it's not going to kill me, it's going to make me stronger yep. kind of mindset. And boom, you went stop. I mean, at some point, we all have our own pity part, parties and I've had my, plenty of my own, but <laughs> you've had those and you're like, you know what, there, what's the lesson? What's the, what's the tool? What's the, what, what can I gather from all of this? And then you recomposed yourself and you came, you became a lot stronger yeah. and boom, you went for it again. Yeah. And so this time I'm, I'm assuming there's differences in how you approach things. Tell me those differences. 100%. You know, before I read a book and played some games and talked to a few people and went for it. This time I got talked to some more people, the woman that introduced me and helped me get that first property. I went back to her cause we had not talked, spoken in a while. Jamie, what did I do wrong? What happened? Get into conversation with people. Then she helped me with some of those things. But one of the, the biggest problem we had is we were poorly capitalized. So if we had had enough cash to be able to carry things through, we would have been able to do it. So that was one of our big problems. Then I just also got in the room with a lot of people that were a lot smarter than me in real estate. I spent a lot of money like we do when we're we're learning whether it's whether we're learning a traditional way or we're learning, you know, by our um, mistakes, mistakes cost a lot of money, or you can spend money and learn from other people's mistakes and work to not create them again. So spend a lot of money and mentorship and um, education in real estate and getting in the room with a lot of really high caliber people until it, it got, I got really sunken in and those people are still there in my, here in my life, helping me and making sure that I don't do those things. They don't, they're not looking at me. I have to reach out to them. It's like, Hey, what do you think about this? So there's like a consultation in medicine. You reach out when you're not sure, hundred percent sure. So that somebody else can help you keep you off your back or keep you from having to go through the ickiness that we sometimes have to go through. I want to switch gears because um, I think that this is a, a uh, a master class on resilience, which you've you've illustrated with your amazing life. Let's get into how how did the social investing? A lot of people talk about social impact investing. One, what does that mean to you, and how are you um, getting a lot of investors, especially physician women and other high performance women, involved in this movement? Yeah. So, social impact investing to me is 
investing in real estate, we're, I'm still talking tangible assets. We want things that give you cash flow. So an invest for the investor, you're investing in something that's going to give you cash flow and make a difference in the community where that investment's happening. For example, I moved, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now. I moved here from California because I was working with a group to open a grocery store in North Tulsa. It took a while, but we finally got that grocery store open and it's in an area of the town that hadn't had a full service grocery store in over 10 years. So now one of my big things is working with people who are working to bring food and healthy food to food desert areas. And we're doing that in all kinds of ways from brick and mortar grocery stores to grocery stores in shipping containers, believe it or not. So shipping containers are being used for everything now. Um, so we're have like think New York, but in the Midwest where you have a grocery store in your neighborhood that you can go to and it's right there with everything, fresh fruit, fresh, fresh vegetables. And then on top of that, working with other people to get indoor controlled farming so that we can have food produced closer to where it's consumed. That decreases carbon footprint, that decreases everything, plus increases the nutrition of the food that you're actually going to eat. So think about all the ripple effects of that kind of thing. So that's what I'm talking about, the impact. We have our impact that we can actually see, and then you can just look at everything else that's going to change when all that happens. There's there's so many projects talking about soil health, and when you improve the soil, you improve the um, climate. So there, um, there's, I'm in, getting involved in so many different things just by wanting to and having your ear open and understanding that we can invest for our own return plus making the world the planet and other people better that's awesome that's awesome and i love how innovative some of these approaches are and how most people when they think asset classes they're saying oh office you know retail you know multifamily yeah these are these are all unique asset classes and if you get some insider knowledge get some community partnerships these can make make financial sense as well as social sense. Yep. Um. And as we as we wrap up here, I um, I could probably interview for three hours. This is amazing. But and I probably need to bring you back on the podcast. So that's for sure. But let's let's talk about investing for women in medicine. Uh, women physicians are a unique breed. They're an avatar. Um. First, it was just so difficult to get into medicine. Now they they're starting to really have a, a huge and powerful voice. Number two. I think nowadays, um, 51% of medical students are women. So that it's starting the tides are turning. Yeah. But when they get into the workplace, when they're when they're, when they're in the, their practices or they're working for a hospital or a private practice group, tell me the challenges they're facing and tell me the money challenges they're facing, perhaps. So I, I don't know that our challenge we're we all have challenges and our challenges are going to be along the same when it comes to strictly the medicine. You had Dr. Londonia on a couple of um, weeks ago, I think, and she talked about burnout and burnout has so many different aspects to it. It all becomes an emotional thing. To me, part of it is that you're in this position and you, it's not necessarily what you thought. There's all this other excuse my language crap on top of it. I, I was going to use a different word crap on top of it. <laughs> And you don't get to be who you thought you were going to be. One way I'm working to help eliminate that or decrease that is so that if you know that you do not have to go to work, you're not a victim, you're not handcuffed to that job that you're going to, 
because you have other streams of income, you have the you can have an option. You can say, I'm not going to work that much, or I'm going to work that much, and I know I don't have to, so that makes me happier. Um, if you have a child, your work, you women get pregnant, right? We're the only ones that can carry kids. We're the only ones that can deliver them. And even if you're a physician, you still are the only one who can do that. And you have to take time off from work or you want to take time off from work or you, we all have parents. Women um, are more likely to be the ones to have to be caregivers. And so those things happen in our life. We think from, uh, we are taught that from starting your job, you save money till you retire and that's all there is. And nobody ever talks about all the life events that happen in the middle that you need money for and time for so that you need money coming from other things than your regular run in the treadmill job that you have. So having investments, having cash flow from something other than that treadmill job gives you the, can give you, in my opinion, the mental fortitude to either continue that thing or know that you don't have to because I, you know, I, I have my FU money because I, I can go do something else <laughs> if that's what I want to do. So that's my long, short answer. I hope I answered that question, but it's, it is really about, to me, having options in what you do. And if you have option and you know you're not a victim and stuck where you are, that financial constraints, you just opens up the world to how many different things there are that you can do and be. So are you dependent on your urology um, income at this time for your day-to-day living? No, I'm not. Congratulations. That's awesome. I'm not. I like it, but I'm not dependent. (laughs) There you go. That's great. Um, As we wrap up here, what's uh, three pieces of advice you'd give to doctors uh, who are in their mid-career um, and, you know, you can lean toward women if you like, um, who are listening. And and then I'll, the last question I'll, I'll ask you is what's the impact you want to have on the world? Okay. Three pieces of advice. Um, number one would be to, um, mm, well, I wasn't expecting these Vikram. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> number one, your 401k isn't the answer to your problems. Remember your 401k is for when you quit your job, you, you're done, you're retired, there's an age limit, there's all these things on there. Um, having cash flow in addition to that is very important. Um, number two, don't be afraid of debt. I think mm, we, we hate that word, but yeah. debt, wealthy people use debt. So learn mm. about debt and learn how to use it. Number three, um, always know there's something else. Mm. always know there's something else or you can, you always have a choice. You don't necessarily like your choice and you don't like that other choice because it's going to be so hard, but you do hard things every day. So you can do, you can do whatever you can do anything. That's the biggest thing. That's awesome. And then finally, uh, what's that impact you want to have on the, on the, on this earth? Yeah, it is. It really is making sure that no woman feels she has to stay in a situation that she doesn't want to be in for, because of financial constraints. It is it is so big for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super powerful. Um, that's awesome. So how can people find out more about you, your podcast, um, and your, your sort of being in your ecosystem? Yeah, moneywithmission.com is the way to find everything. The podcast is there. We have newsletters. Sign up for the newsletter. Then you'll get all of our stuff on a regular basis. We're starting a community called Wealth Builders, 
B-U-I-L-D-H-E-R-S, sorry guys, for the women right now, where we are uh, connecting you to cash flowing assets, helping you get invested in things, helping you understand the whole thing, getting you an accountant and attorneys and all the people that can really help keep you on the right track financially. All right, guys. Uh, Money with Mission is our podcast. Uh, the link to probably everything else will be in the show notes. Um, and <clears throat> what an amazing story. What an amazing mission. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Felicia, for sharing everything with our audience and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. And guys, for those of you listening, um, I'm I'm glad you're gaining a lot of value from these podcasts. If any of this really resonates with you, share this with a friend, share this with a colleague. And, and take action. That's the key. And as as always, guys, I always say, you know, um, you know, be phenomenal. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.